Hello, welcome to the Fat Lip, the podcast for fat people about fat people. I'm your fat host, Ash, and I've got a new microphone, so hopefully this works. <laughs> this is my first time using it. Anyway, so today we've got, before we start, a big blinking content warning. Um, on today's show, as you can probably tell from the title, I'm going to be talking about death, like a lot. So I'm going to be talking about what considerations there are when fat people die, about dignity and death for fat people, and about what your options are after you die. We'll also be talking about weight and weight limits for various options. And so this is going to be intense stuff, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And 2020 has been a lot already. So consider this permission to leave this episode for another day or another year or another decade until you're ready to think about this stuff. And if you never can, then that's okay too. I won't hold it against you. Okay. We will proceed now, and again, feel free to turn me off at any time if this gets to be too much. Um, but I decided to make this episode because with everything that 2020 has thrown at me personally, I've been thinking a lot about mortality. Um, I don't think I've ever been afraid of dying, but I do feel very anxious thinking about the people in my life who I will leave behind. And the reality is that there's nothing that I can do about it. Like, I will die someday, and my friends and my incredibly loving husband will be shattered by it, and I fucking hate that. Um, the worst part about thinking about dying, though, is that it will hurt the people that I care about, um, because it's inevitable, and I don't have control over it. Um, so I've been thinking about what death will mean for me and for my loved ones, and how my fatness will inform what happens when I die. So I decided to do some research, and it occurred to me that this is something that I've never really seen discussed in the fat community. I think we probably avoid this topic whenever possible, uh, because the outside world already tells us so often that we're doomed to die, so it's not something that we want to bring up to each other very often. Um, and as if we weren't all, regardless of body size, going to die, but I digress. Um, and it's also, it's also just really tough to think about and to talk about. Um, and the information just isn't out there and readily available. Because even in death, fat people experience barriers to accessibility that sometimes we don't even know about. And those barriers increase the fatter that you are when you die. Which is wild, right? Like, everyone's... This occurred to me last night that everyone's always talking about fat people and death and how telling us how we're about to die at any moment. And so you'd think that if fat people were dying in these huge numbers, the way that the medical community and the public at large imply we are, that fat postmortem and funerary information would be everywhere. And you'd think that the funeral industry would be used to handling fat bodies and all the equipment um, would be more than ready to handle us when we die. And Turns out that that's not the case, which is so interesting. Like, there are so many um, things that you have to think about when you die as a fat person. Well, not you, but the people that uh, survive you. 
um, and uh, special arrangements that have to be made uh, that I never even thought about. But now I know. So I wanted to share those with you. So anyway, the first thing that I wondered about um, was dignity in death for fat people. This is something that I do worry about when I think about dying. Um, Not so much for me again. I'll be dead, so I don't think I'll care how my corpse is treated, but I can't imagine how absolutely devastating it would be to be the loved one of a fat person who has died and to hear like disparaging comments about fatness or about the person's body from the people that you've trusted to care for your fat loved one after their death. Um, so it, it does something, it is something that concerns me. And like, I don't know anyone in the funeral industry personally. Um, I'm sure that most of them are nice people, but what I do know about being a living fat person is that a surprising number of otherwise nice people are incredibly fat phobic. So I don't know what the solution to this is, to be honest. Um, but what I did find is there is a channel on YouTube called Ask a Mortician, which is run by a mortician named Caitlin Doty. And she actually did a video a couple of years ago called Dying Fat. And I'm actually going to be leaning a little bit on this information that she shared in that video here uh, in this episode because she gives like a very succinct look at what your post-death funerary options are as a fat person. And it's also just like she uses respective language Uh, respectful language and you know um it's a good video uh so I'm gonna link that in the show notes just so you can go and look at it yourself but in the beginning of the video she says that her most asked question about the death of a fat person is whether or not their body will be treated in a dignified manner and I think many fat people like me worry that our bodies might be mistreated in some way after our deaths Um, But Mortician Caitlin here in her video assures us that fat bodies are treated with the same care that not fatty bodies are, which is really great to hear. But I am also the type to need more assurances than that, than one mortician, you know, saying that it's going to be fine. So I think that if you're the type to have a death plan and from doing research for this episode, I've learned that we should all really have a death plan. Um, maybe part of that plan should be interviewing funeral professionals and choosing for yourself the person or people who will be handling your body when you die um, so that you can get some sort of feel of how they might treat you. And I think fat people are uniquely set up to make those judgments because we can tell when we're speaking to someone what their feelings are about fat bodies. So I know that that would make me more comfortable um, if I chose like a funeral. Uh, so that might be the way to go. So what Mortician Caitlin does say though, is that it is super important when you die that the people around you, your loved ones or medical professionals know that they should be honest about your size when they call a funeral director or whoever else might be handling your body after death. Whoever that is needs to be prepared with like possibly a larger gurney, possibly extra people to help move you, etc. And it could be incredibly traumatic for your loved ones if the people who come to remove your body are ill-prepared. So it is super important that they're honest uh, when they make that call about your size and your weight and so that they are prepared with everything they need to make it as peaceful uh, removal as possible for your loved ones. So again, that's something to make sure you put in your death plan and to make sure that your loved ones know about. Now, there are many choices you can make about what happens to your body after your death. And I think traditionally in the U.S., we think of 
a funeral home care situation. Um, but there are other options as well as some limitations for those of us who die fat. So I want to talk about all this, all this stuff. So let's start with traditional funeral options and those considerations. For most of modern history in the U.S., most people have chosen traditional burial after death. Um, for fat people, though, the standard burial funeral packages might need some amendments. Uh, for one thing, some fat people require bigger caskets than the industry standard. Uh, a standard casket measures 24 inches wide on the inside. So that can accommodate most people who are under 350 pounds. Um, but for those of us who are fatter than that, if you choose to be buried in a casket or displayed in a casket after your death, you will need a larger casket. Um, some funeral homes are now stocking larger caskets, but sometimes you need a custom-made casket, uh, but they are available. There are caskets that can accommodate a body that is up to 1,000 pounds. So if that is the choice that you want to make, there are options for you. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. Like it can be done. Another thing that you should think about though, is that often a larger than standard casket requires a larger than standard burial plot and also a larger than standard vault. So a casket goes into a cement vault, um, before it's buried. And so if you have a larger casket, you're going to need a bigger vault and also a bigger plot. So many cemeteries bury people in like a tight grid to optimize space. And so a casket that's extra wide might not fit in their plots. So you should look for a cemetery that has reserved space for larger caskets or has plots that are a little more spaced out to allow for extra room. And unfortunately, some cemeteries will require fat people to pay for two plots side by side because the fat tax persists even in death. And actually funeral costs for a fat burial can be quite a bit more expensive as well. Some funeral homes charge up to $3,000 more for a not fat person than for a not fat person based on the extra needs of a fat body. So like more personnel for moving and preparing the body, the larger vaults, extra embalming costs, you know, you need a bigger hole dug. Um, it's at, it can add up and so it can cost more. So that's with like a standard funeral and burial. Um, but what about cremation? So in recent years, cremation is kind of edging out burial and popularity in the US. And I think many people think of cremation as the cheaper option. And this can be true, but it also depends on when and how the body is cremated. Like if you still to choose to have a traditional funeral and then have your body cremated after that, like um, you know, you still have the viewing and the uh, visiting hours and all that stuff with your body on display. Many of those expenses of a, of a standard funeral, whether you're being buried or not, will still apply. So only the cemetery and burial expenses will be avoided. So cremation for a fat person could still come with those considerable extra costs that we talked about before, um, you know, for handling the body and stuff like that. There is a cheaper cremation option, though, which is often called direct cremation. And with this decision, there's no funeral home funeral, no wake, no visiting hours, and you're never like lying in a casket. So after your death, your body is taken directly to a crematory, and then it can be cremated in like a simple cardboard container. And each country or state has their own requirements when it comes to direct cremation. So like do this research when putting this 
your death plan together because, you know, sometimes you can have the body transported yourself. Sometimes like a funeral director has to do it. Um, and there will be, of course, the funeral director would, would probably charge for that. Um, so that's something that you need to know and have in your plan. Um, for fat people in particular, though, it's important if you're choosing cremation to know that there are special considerations. Um, you need to contact the crematory before transportation to make sure that they are experienced in cremating fat bodies and that their crematory machines can accommodate a fat body. Like some crematories are just not equipped to handle very fat people because, you know, their machine just isn't big enough. Um, another consideration is that very fat bodies require more heat over a longer period of time for cremation. So finding a crematory with experience and doing this safely is important. So it, like everything, it might require some shopping around. Um, but cremation of fat and very fat bodies is also totally possible. Um, and again, the cremation of fat bodies often costs more compared to not fat bodies. Um, some crematories charge between $100 and $500 more to cremate a fat person. Again, because of the extra personnel needed for handling and moving the fat, a fat body. Um, but still, a direct cremation is considerably cheaper than um, a burial funeral situation. Um, but there is a third option, which is not widely known or widely practiced, especially in the U.S., um, but more and more states and localities have begun legalizing it. And it is a process called alkaline hydrolysis, or sometimes called aquamation or water cremation. And in this process, a body is placed in a pressure chamber with a mixture of water and potassium hydroxide, and then heated to 320 degrees Fahrenheit under pressure for four to six hours. And essentially, essentially what happens in this process is that the combination of chemicals, relatively low heat and pressure, breaks the body down into its chemical components. So I don't know if anyone else finds this stuff interesting, but I do. So that's why I'm like really going in depth here. But in the end, what results are two outputs. So the first is a fluid that is like rich in amino acids, salts, sugar, peptides that can either safely enter the sewer system or it can be used in a garden or a green space. And then the second output is the bone remains that are like now after this process, soft and porous and able to be easily crushed in your hands. So often what they do with these solids are grind them to a fine ash, like a white ash. I don't know if you've ever seen regular um, cremation remains, but they're sort of like rocky, like shards, uh, gray bones and stuff like that. Um, in aqua, in alkaline hydro hydrolysis or aquamation, um, it's more of like a fine white powder. Uh, and then the family can keep them just as they would flame created remains or, you know, drop them in the ocean or whatever people want to do with them. So the advantages of alkaline hydrolysis are many if your state or country has legalized it. Um, this disposal, this type of disposal uses only a fraction of the energy um, that flame creation wood does, and it produces fewer pollutants. So currently 18 states in the U.S. have legalized this process. So if you're interested, check it out in yours. Um, and if it's not legal in your state and this is something that you want consider getting involved in making it legal in your state. 
I know it is not yet legal in Texas, but um, it has been proposed a few times. So I think it's still on the table. So, but what are the considerations for fat bodies in particular with alkaline hydrolysis then? Well, from what I've been able to find, again, this is like relatively um, new practice for disposing of human remains, but uh, the concern that I've been able to find is uh, really just whether or not your body will fit into the facility's alkaline hydrolysis machine. So back to Mortician Caitlin, she says that standard alkaline hydrolysis chambers will accommodate bodies up to around 500 pounds. But some facilities do have larger equipment as well. So really, if alkaline hydrolysis sounds like the option for you, it's just a matter of making sure it's legal where you live and then finding a facility that can accommodate you. And there are, of course, other rarer options for what might happen to your body after death or what you choose to happen to your body after death. Um, One of those options that I've always been curious about is donating the body to science. I have always had huge misgivings about this, though, um, because, again, it's hard to trust that my body would be properly handled after I'm not around to protect it. But in theory, it would be amazing for fat bodies to actually receive thorough study, um, post-mortem study. We know very well that fat people and fat health are dangerously under-researched, and it would be amazing to know that my body could help fat people even after I die. However... In researching for this episode, I found again and again that most research facilities that accept fat bodies, that accept bodies donated to science, do not accept fat or very fat bodies. Some facilities say that they only accept bodies between 170 and 180 pounds, which is a very narrow window. The highest limit I found um, from facilities doing this cursory research, research was 250 pounds, which is so discouraging. Um, From what I read, most facilities say that fat bodies are too difficult to transport and store for their their uses. I also read from one director of a medical research school that um, uses bodies donated to science that mostly what his facility is looking for are bodies for uh, first-year medical students to dissect so that they can learn what the inside of a body is, quote, supposed to look like. And because of this, ideally, he says, they need to see, quote, perfect bodies to learn. And when I read that, I found it incredibly telling. Like, no wonder fat people receive such poor treatment from the medical community. They are literally not taught about fat anatomy. Um, The medical community, in this instance, when they're dissecting real bodies, only values quote, perfect bodies as educational tools. So no fucking wonder that they don't know how to handle fat people. So in summary, if you're a fat person who dies right now, like there's no telling how things will change in the future, but if you are a fat person and you died today, there is very little chance that your body could be donated to science. Um, well, that's not actually entirely true. There is an alternate option, and that is to donate your body to a forensic body farm. So these facilities study human decomposition, and they teach forensic investigators how to determine how and when a person died, and um, all using decomposition, um, which won't exactly help help living fat people. Uh, But it is an option if it's important to you to have your body donated to some sort of scientific research. 
But most body farms also have weight limits, so that's another thing to research for your death plan. So, but it is an option, probably. Um, one facility I researched, I'm not going to tell you which one, because, you know, these things are are limited geographically anyway, but I did find one that um, says, specifically, says specifically that they will donate... Uh, full bodies up to 500 pounds or that they will accept full bodies up to 500 pounds and that over that you can donate cremated remains as long as the bones have not been crushed into ash you know like they would give to um, the family afterwards so your bones can still be donated after you've been cremated okay so that's an option if you are fat and would like to be donated to science anyway so Put that in your death plan. Um, but let's talk about organ donation. So I think most of you, I know I have been told over the years that fat people are not able to donate organs, like because of everything in the medical community, restrictions around organ donation seem to be based on BMI instead of on actual health. So you'll find many organ, organ donation organizations do place weight restrictions on donation. However, I do know, just speaking from personal experience, when my fat grandmother, who was very passionate about, passionate about organ donation, died in 2002, um, they were still able to at least use her corneas and skin. So that is always an option. Um, but in general, I've always been told, most fat people have been told that um, fat internal organs are not eligible for donation, which is ridiculous. I mean, anyway. And actually, a new study on heart transplantation just came out a few weeks ago in September and found that there were no significant differences in short-term outcomes, one-year survival rates, or long-term death rates between patients who received a heart from a fat donor and those who received a heart from a not-fat donor. So basically, all these years fat people have been told that their organs are not viable for donation um, and that donor organs have been turned away, especially hearts, uh, from fat donors. And all this time, there was actually no risk to a transplant patient, which is infuriating. Like the transplant list for hearts especially is so long and so many people die waiting to get a heart while all these fat donor hearts have just been turned away. But now that we know that fat people's hearts are just as likely to be successfully donated, um, I hope that this huge discovery uh, spurs studies on other organs, and I hope that the donation organizations and the medical community start to open their minds and facilities to fat donors, because so many lives could be saved if not for this particular kind of medical fat phobia. Okay, I think I covered most of the fat death bases here. Um, I'm gonna put a fat, I'm gonna put a, not a fat reference list, just a reference list on fatlib.com. So anyone who is looking to further, for further reading can find it. And in summary, I think what is most clear is that no matter how fat you are when you die, no matter what plan you would like to have executed um, with your body after you die, that those wishes can be honored and that with research and planning and conversations with your loved ones, you can ensure that you will have a 
dignified death and your body will be treated appropriately and as you want it to be after you die. I was talking to a friend about fat mortality recently, and it occurred to me that fat people are often sold this story that we are somehow more mortal than not fat people. Like we are told so often that we will soon die that I think many fat people worry about death a lot. Like we have this anxiety around it. And we also worry that we will be blamed or shamed for our own deaths because we've seen it happen. But the truth is that thin people are exactly as mortal as fat people are. Like no matter how healthy they are, how fit they are, they are exactly as likely to die as fat people are. We will all certainly die, no matter what we look like, no matter what our health practices are or what we eat. And there is no shame in being mortal. There is no shame in dying, no matter what anyone says. There is no shame in being what was ultimately a pretty delicate creature who did their fucking best with the time that they had on this planet. And I, for one, won't let anyone take your amazing resilience and ability to survive for however long you managed it away from you when you die, no matter how fat or not fat you are. And I hope that you will think about this and consider this and do the same for the fat people in your life. Don't take away their resilience and the time that they were able to survive on this imperfect planet. So, um, yeah. And we all die, unfortunately. So I think that's all I have for you today. Thank you to Starcrusher for the music you heard on today's show. Hear more at cstarcrusher.mancamp.com. Thank you also to our Patreon patrons. The patron of the day is Brenda, who is my best friend's amazing mom, who has done so much for me. Thank you so much, Mama Brenda, for supporting me and for supporting the show. If you would like to support the show for as little as $2 a month, go to patreon.com slash thefatlip to learn more. Don't forget to follow the pod on social media. All of those links can be found at the top of the fatlip.com. And I am, as always, more active on Instagram. Also, I'm doing a Zoom hangout on Sunday, October 4th at 4 p.m. Central, exclusively for Patreon patrons. So if you are a patron, come chat with me. And if you aren't, now's a good time to join us. Again, go to patreon.com slash thefatlip to learn more. Okay, that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening. The references will be at the bottom of the show notes and on thefatlip.com. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.